one, two, three. Do this. Do it. Yay. <laughs> it's done, bro. I saw a uh, Nike t-shirt. Well, it had the swoosh on it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just do it, it said overdo it. I guess. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, Nike got a little out of its, uh, its breadth there. It got a little too big for its britches. Which... I'm yeah. nothing against Nike shoes, but uh, like it's kind of the Lululemon of athletics. You know what I mean? Whoa. Like in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the. You don't, think, you don't think that's K Swiss? No, I don't. Because like you look at a brand like Adidas or mm-hmm. Reebok, and they're like, "Yeah, this is for people who are fat and then want to get thinner." You know what I mean? Or like, this is for people who are trying to squat for long periods of times, but that doesn't mean jeans, it means tracksuits. Right. You know what I mean? And then there's Nike, which is like, well, fuck, bro, don't buy it unless you're going to get it sweaty. (laughs) Which is like, cool, I guess. I mean, thanks for designing it like that. But uh, here's the thing. I'm currently a disgusting fat body. So... If you're selling me clothes that are going to look sweet on me once I'm thin, <laughs> cool, but like you're missing a whole big chunk of the market, which is gross people who have yet to get thin. <laughs> yeah, and indeed you're losing the market. They even came out and said that like worldwide people are getting fatter. Like 40% of the world population is now like hitting ob- obesity levels. Really? Because so because like, countries with really big populations like China are becoming more affluent. So we're just hitting this thing where it's like the rich and the poor, but the deciding factor is actually food. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that that's really being driven to the forefront in today's society. That, like, Because <clears throat> you know there's still people starving to death. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... Well, and it's like food security is what is like one of the big issues that people are worried about for the future. Dude, food security as, as like is population a huge growth. issue, especially like like the problem being that like uh, we've done such a good job for so long of portraying what we're doing over here as so fucking cool. <laughs> And by that I mean Americans. Like yeah. we've been in fucking we really wanted other people in other countries to know how fucking cool it was over here. And <laughs> and it's hard to understand exactly what that means if you were born in the United States. Right. Right? But like make friends with people from India or Pakistan yeah. or like uh Laos or some of that shit. And ask them, before they ever came to America, what did they think it was like? And as much as you can tell them that movies aren't documentaries. Right. Right? Like, they know that. They're not dum-dums. Yeah. But they're looking at (laughs) that. They know what fiction is. Right. But they're still extrapolating down. Like, like they're like, well, this is clearly based on something. They're not just making up all these restaurants and food commodities. Right. They're not creating a whole new contact. Like... They're like, oh, okay, so you probably can't fly, but they probably got cheeseburgers like that everywhere. 
You know, like they really like there and is it, a thought that it is so much more Hollywood than it is. Yeah. And that's also well, because like no one's going to the theater to watch like Bill Gross Corn in rural Kansas. <laughs> like the movie. Right. Like I don't I don't mean like like there's a flood. I just mean like this dude's right. named Bill. Uh it's spring, he goes out, he plows he gets up and at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, he lays yeah. the seed out. Uh, he sets the irrigation up. He's got occasional repair work to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes to the Grange for a punch and pie. <laughs> you know, like, it's just the most, like, a lot of everybody's life is just the most boring. Right. Stupid shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I was watching the internet today. <laughs> is that a new movie? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um... I just don't want to call it watching the internet anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And, uh, you know, have you ever seen uh, Rick and Morty? I love Rick and Morty. Right? I love that show, too. And uh, I like it because, like, it's really helped me to come to grass. And not in a negative, like, pissed pants way, but, uh-huh. like, with what the concept of nihilism is. Right. And how, like, that's like, oh... That's what I've been feeling this whole time. <laughs> and now there's a name for it. Like, I'm not just some weirdo who's, like, finds himself increasingly rooting for the villain <laughs> in movies. <laughs> who's like, I bet those guys deserve to get blown up. Right. They probably did something really shitty to get all yeah. that power. They put, they put Hans Gruber's friends in prison. Right. Oh, but he also wants millions of dollars. Well, he needs millions of dollars as restitution for lost pay. I mean, those weren't those weren't dummies. Those were college-educated men yeah. who could have been earning not only for themselves and their families, but for their country and the taxpayers. True, true yeah. that. So I think millions is kind of like rounding it down and being fairly generous. Right. To, you know, saying like, hey, guys. <laughs> In the end, the amount of damage that he caused to the Nakatomi Tower... Oh, yeah, it's probably... It's probably what... equal to what he was trying to steal, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So, guess who won, John McClane? <clears throat> really, no one won. <laughs> so, so, you really shouldn't have just done... Everybody broke even. <laughs> yeah, you really just should have done nothing. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the most... Then no one would yeah. have died, right? <laughs> they would have just stolen that... Okay, I guess, like, the one dude who wouldn't give up the password... Yeah. That guy was gonna die. Right. But other than him... No one in Die Hard needed to die, terrorists included. <laughs> yeah. The twin, and the kid that that cop shot. The Austrian twin brothers. Yeah, they like, they didn't need to die. And I'm not saying they didn't deserve mention, it. Not to mention all the anger that they experienced. Oh, right? Was... And that's a lot of negative juju. <laughs> and then all these <clears throat> motherfuckers that were at the Christmas party. Yeah. They're going to be carrying around all that psychological scarring for yeah. the rest of their life. Like... Hey, uh, Christmas is coming. Don't remind me that Christmas is coming. <laughs> you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like they can't even hear their jingle kids, bells anymore. The kids won't. The kids won't even know what Christmas is because they won't celebrate it at their house. Easter's the big one for us. We do Easter. Oh my God, Easter! That's my mom's favorite holiday. She likes the Easter. Yeah, she likes the Easter. The eggs? No, she's a little Jesusy. Okay. 
So she likes what it means. He is risen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, it's spring. It's the whole family getting together. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for most people, I feel like <clears throat> it's when you ask them what their favorite holiday is, it's just like, essentially, it's like, hey, what's your favorite time of year to hang out with your family? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> well, I mean, not a lot of people are like, my favorite holiday, easily Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing against Mexican independence, but right. like, uh, at least in this country, 4th of July is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Go I figure. Like, I really like Flag Day, though. Flag like Day? That's... Can you tell me what day it is without looking at your phone? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> But maybe it. that's why I like it so much because it's kind of a surprise. It's a positive note. It right? would otherwise be like a mundane day. Oh I shit! It's Flag Day. I kind of wish that Election Day became a national holiday because there's like no reason to anything. They should important. get rid of. They should get rid of Columbus Day and make Election Day. Oh yeah, dude. Or do like I would be fine with an Indigenous Peoples Day. Right. You know what I mean? I just meant, no, like... Right, get the fuck rid of Columbus Day. Yeah. Which is hilarious because even though he sailed for Spain, the mm-hmm. Italian community in the U.S., if they're the ones who won't let Columbus Day die. Right. I get it. He's Italian. Right. But, like, guys... And it wasn't even, like, they didn't even land in the U.S. No, he landed down in, like, Bimini or some shit, like, down in the Bahamas. Yeah. And, like, just, like, in that Louis C.K. joke, it's like, you guys Indians? I'm like, he's, ah, you're Indian. Like that? Fucking, come on, dude. Also, like, what? Uh, yeah, and, like, uh, we're, like, also continuously discovering... That there were, like, other groups of people that came here. Right. Like, not not only were there other European people that came here, but there's also some, like, moderately solid evidence to think that, like, Polynesian and Southeast Asian oh, people yeah, got done, here. They've done, and, like, genetics. Yeah, and, like, the Chinese studies. had those giant boats that they took over yeah. there. So it's just, like... I mean, if it's this really is, for the dude this is that my... discovered the United States of America, if it's really for that guy, then then fine. But it's clearly not Christopher it's Columbus. Definitely not Christopher Columbus. Okay, I don't care who it is. Yeah. If it's a Chinese dude or a Polynesian, they're, they're guy. even saying like Stone Age people, like oh, probably came across the Atlantic. I would buy I mean, it, dude. Like we really seriously underestimate the ability. Of our ancestors. Right. like Because we're lazy now. Well, yeah, we've got shit so figured out <laughs> scientifically that, like, we don't have to look for the artistry of the world in the same way. Right. Like, uh, you know, we've got a compass, so we don't need a stone that only refracts brightness when it's cloudy if it's facing a certain direction right. or some shit like that. <laughs> like, stone. Yeah, like, that's... <clears throat> Not as necessary right. for us. We have fucking GPS right. satellites. And like, uh, we've got like... If you believe in a round earth. A globular earth. Glo- globular. A globular earth. 
I mean, it's round, no matter how you think of it. But is it a round disc, or is it a globe? <laughs> or an oblate spheroid, if you want to get really fucking technical. I always thought, when uh, people would talk about the flat earth thing when I was younger. Yeah. Like, uh, all of a sudden, I forget who was... Who that was attributed to, to like say the Earth was round. I think first they said Columbus, and then they said, oh, the Greeks had already, Greeks, Greeks and yeah, Egyptians that shit was had already figured, figured out it forever out. ago. <laughs> when they were talking about like people used to think the Earth was flat, I thought it was like cube shaped, is how they like. Envisioned oh it. <laughs> yes, and that that is such a like a smarter <laughs> thing because like I just the sun being only four hundred miles away. That's cool, but then like all the stars and like uh, there's yeah. just there's just a bunch of stuff where you're like guys, what's going on here? And and I don't blame you, right? Right? It's this thing called confirmation bias. Okay, <laughs> you're kind of dumb, and then you were talking to your friend who's kind of dumb, and you guys were talking about something that was way over your head, right? And it didn't make sense to you. Right. So you both looked at each other and said, well, isn't there a way simpler idea? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I can't quite wrap my head around that. That's got to be the simple one. Let's backtrack a second. Because, you know, Occam's razor (laughs) says the simplest idea is usually the most correct one. Which is cool, but now you're just like uh, mishmashing terms and principles. And, uh... God, I love watching Flat Earth videos. (laughs) My favorite is the. Go on. My favorite new one is the. Uh, there are no forests on Earth. Have you seen that? There are no forests. Yeah, they go claim, on. What? So they go through. They show like photos of all these big, huge rock formations, like uh, <coughs> Devil's Tower. I think that's in like Yosemite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like big formations like that, and they compare them to what like a tree trunk looks like when it's like a tree stump when you cut down a tree they're like sure it looks so similar you can see where the roots used to be so (laughs) there's they're trying to claim that trees used to be like 30 miles tall oh and that that's why we like had large animals on earth it's because the trees used to be gigantic like even bigger than redwoods I mean, they're not wrong. The trees used to be bigger. <laughs> right. That's but, true. But they're saying that a lot of our what we call, what we think of as mountains are, trees. are actually petrified trees. Oh, that's just lunacy. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome <laughs> lunacy. I mean, they're not wrong. There used to be much larger organisms on the planet. Right. But the problem that they're... <coughs> um, running into is their lack of understanding of how the different environments enabled that right and it wasn't just like everything got big or small uniformly it's like various different oxygen levels in the in the atmosphere like com- compositionally like changes a ton of fucking shit in the world yeah like if the levels of oxygen were way higher like they happened in them before right We'd have six foot beetles again, right? Because they, when it's uh, those animals exchange oxygen just innately through their body, right? You know what I mean. So the more oxygen rich, the more energy they're converting, right? And well, they they do studies now, like, right? In 
the Arctic and Antarctic where they have like very large versions of oh different, sure of different marine life right and it was it baffled them for a long time because they they it was always the understanding that that only happened in like warmer climates things got bigger right okay and so then they've studied it and like the composition of the water and air it's way different is like they're very similar at like within certain temperatures warm and cold oh wow yeah it's pretty wild that's wild mm-hmm. dude you guys are learning so much shit <clears throat> this week this is, this is the science episode <laughs> this is the episode where we talk about science no, i'm just too fucking tired to talk about science man it's... this is my thing with the holidays though go on i want to get back to that yeah i would love to because i think that as our society progresses forward mm-hmm. and more cool things happen we have more things to celebrate but sure. some, like at some point we're not gonna have enough days in the year to have enough holidays so we kind of have to like sit down as a people and say okay some of the stuff that we've been celebrating isn't as important or isn't Mm. like Columbus Day nobody gives a shit see I like that outlook but that's because I'm a filthy nihilist (laughs) you know what I mean I'm like yeah (coughs) that shit happened in the past totally ripping awesome glad it happened but it's been a thousand years right so (laughs) Um, like Christmas. Like, Why do we have to keep celebrating? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm over it, dude. Let's just call it something different. Yeah. Although I kind of feel like Christmas has been making a comeback. Do you know what I mean? It's, do you feel doing, it? It's doing a thing, yeah. Where it's like it got really over, over commercial. I remember reading about uh, Christmas in like, Charles Dickens' time oh when he wrote God. A Christmas Carol. Sure. Where it was literally people would take two, like, you wouldn't work for two or three weeks because you really? had to celebrate. Yeah. That's oh, where, wow. like, the 12 days of Christmas kind of came from. Well, it, that's it wasn't, news to it me. wasn't just one day, it was a whole day. It was literally a season. Like, it's why, like, season's greetings is like a thing. Hmm. The whole Christmas season. A lot of, a lot of drinking. But there was that guy's and people didn't, fucking... people didn't do a lot of it the rest of the year, so it was like... Oh. They took all of their party time. And, and they were like, guys, on. this is the worst time of the year, so if we don't <laughs> fucking get together and have a good time, we'll kill ourselves in the winter. Right. Everybody's fine in the summer, okay? Dickens yeah. goes to his lake house. Right. I'm over here doing this. take a boat ride in the right. countryside. Yeah, that's sweet. I like that. I mean... I'm not to say that there isn't still, like, a force out there commercializing Christmas. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that, like, you know, like, I had this, like, good moment listening to a podcast about this guy was talking about um, how everyone's tripping out on all the negativity in the world, right? Yeah. But that, like, if you're looking at it, from like this like there's this really cool buddhist way to look at it this like dual approach like there's a duality in the world right right and that means that if there's all this shitty negativity there has to be an equal force of positivity out there you know what i mean like the negativity doesn't just spring out of nowhere yeah and i feel like it's like that way with like the commercialization of christmas like 
it seems really terrible and almost it's worse right now because they're so desperate because they know they're losing us. Right. Like they've had their foot on the throttle commercializing Christmas for so fucking long mm-hmm. that now we're just like, fuck it. It wasn't even Halloween and Christmas decorations are up at Lowe's. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I get it. Everyone's excited. But like right. all you're doing is like, ruining up something that was special by taking it and smearing it across a bunch of days that it doesn't belong <laughs> on and thus making it not special anymore right. because like what was special about those things is that they were very unique time periods right like thanksgiving used to be a thing yeah <laughs> like i know it's still a thing we're all stoked about it because we get a day off or whatever but like i can remember as a kid like thanksgiving was a very as his own distinct holiday you never really knew what it was about. <laughs> it was just like, hey, everybody's going to come have dinner. Because we got to fatten up for the winter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something like that. But, it, you know, it never had that, like, overt religious overtone. Right. Where you're like, Jesus said that we have to have a dinner. Or that you're supposed to be, like... Planning your shopping for the weekend. Right. None of that shit. Day. I mean, I guess it's like... I guess they were trying to they were trying to still teach us that it was like the pilgrims and the Indians having right. a dinner, but I don't know. That didn't sound very believable even back then. Yeah, I was like, wait. Wait a second. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But it is this year I've made a resolution to myself, which is that I I'm not gonna like smoke weed like at the table <laughs> at Christmas, you know what I mean? But like I'm just gonna go step on the back stoop mm-hmm. and smoke a joint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just have a little pinner roll, just a little joint, and have it rolled and ready so that after dinner, before dessert, <laughs> while everybody's doing their shit, mm-hmm. you know, getting their coffee or their next glass of wine or what the fuck it ever it is they're doing. Right. I'll just be like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to go smoke weed because everybody knows that I grow and sell weed for a living. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If any, and I want to just be at this point. I just want to be like, hey, if anybody wants to come smoke this weed that I grow, <laughs> why don't you guys come out here and try this yeah. shit out? Charlie, you want to come out? Oh my God, dude. I can't imagine what's going to happen. <laughs> so this year, like... I want to do for Thanksgiving, I want to do one weed food. Mm. Make an edible. Stuffing would be good. I think stuffing would be the ideal choice. I really do. Because yeah. the uh, the savory foods mm-hmm. really are much more receptive to weed butter. And just the overall minty, sagey flavor, which is right. basically what you want stuffing to taste like anyway. Right. You know, like herby butter. On yeah. bread. Okay, great. Yeah. Done. It will be herby butter, bro. Trust me. <laughs> uh, we're going to do some, some weed baking tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, because I'm on the dope show. The dope show. The dope show. And I'm like, you know, I smoke weed, so if I... you going to try to get a hefty uh, yeah. body high? Yeah, I got to get it. fucking high. Like, I'm going to, like... When the show starts, I'm going to eat, like, a big fat edible. 
And that way, like, Tyler will go up and do his time. And I imagine I'll be first. And I'll go and get high. That would but be... then the fucking edible should be just like starting to just trickle in. Mm-hmm. Like not really like pow, but like just trickle in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't even smoke as much weed as people think I do. That's right. the best part about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh... I'm sure that Andy Bergdorfer smokes way more weed than I do. Yeah. Like, I would uh, never debate he it. He just dabs, like, all right. day. Right. He's fucking... He's yeah. the dabbing king. Yeah. And I can do some dabs, but I would get... <sighs> shut down, dude. <laughs> shut down. Is Andy on it? Uh, not on this one. No. It's myself, J.R. Berard, and Susan Jones. Oh, yeah. I forgot Susan's coming. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Her and Kay are going to be in Coeur d'Alene on Tuesday, I believe. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hi. Danny's home from work. Everybody, it's time for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody now. Ooh. Rock the body. Hi, podcast people. That's Dean Anderson. Hi, Pluto. Hey, so Casey, did what, did you decide whether it was Dan or Papo that left a little poop out? Um, uh oh. Yeah, there's a little. Uh, depends on where it was. Huh? That's why I was wondering because he yeah, didn't say where it was. Nugget right there. Right there. Yeah. yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, see. That one fell out. I was late well, to work. That one yeah. just fell out of my family. Oh. <laughs> I imagined. I just imagined that you saved it and just brought it up on your way out. Like, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> I fucking hate these guys, <laughs> man. <laughs> You ever have that thing, and I'm I'm potentially just gonna really embarrass myself here, so let's just strap in. But like, where like you're at home, in super lounge mode, and like your body knows that you could go to the bathroom at any time. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, bro, I gotta take a poop, and you're like, all right, I'm going, and it's like, no, I really. Yeah. And like, you like it's starting to crown before you're yeah. even fully sat down. Yeah. I call it my butt brain. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta take a dump and you're heading home. Yeah. The closer you get to your house, your butt yep. bends like, let's go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And, body, and then by the time you're unlocking the, the door, is, your yeah. body's yeah scratching. Banging down the door. Literally, dude, banging Pop-up. down the Speaking door. Speaking of church, you want to go drop one in the yard? Right. That one was pretty recent. <laughs> well, you should leave it there until after the Christmas party. <laughs> you mean the Halloween party? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess Christmas would be a little far for yeah, that. That'd be. That, I mean, even <laughs> if it was plastic. Right. So I'm excited for the Halloween party this year. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a real good time. Just because we're talking about it on the podcast and you're hearing about it does not mean you're invited. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get an official invite. You gotta get an official invite. They're selling those at Napa, and down well, at ninety three seven Cat Country. That's the chance. To get an invite. It's oh, those are just invite. those are just yeah, raffles. Sweepstakes. Those are rafflers. Okay. <laughs> well, shit. I better go buy my rafflers. <laughs> I mean, they only have twenty people at the party every year, so right. we got to make we got to make some money back on it this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard there was a theme. 
Yeah, we're doing heroes and villains. Heroes and villains. I like Antagonist, that. protagonist. I... Penis and vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically what's going to happen with me, is I... Uh, usually don't like Halloween personally. Like, I don't like to dress up. It's not a big deal for me. But if I'm going to come to, like, a big party, I don't want to be that asshole who doesn't dress up. It's rude to the guests. It is. It's rude to the hosts of the party. If it's... Any time of year, if it's a costume party and the theme is blatantly put out there... Right. Don't show up not in costume because then if everybody shows up not in costume, the host looks like an asshole... Mm-hmm. For being the only one in costume. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's real true. Ah, oh, fudge, I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay, this is a real tight podcast. No, you, you were okay. talking about how you don't like to dress up. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, the... Co- no, just like the Halloween costume principle, because I'm like, dude, if you want to dress up and party, fucking dress up and party. Yeah. I don't remember reading in the United States Constitution anywhere that you can't be a party or a party pirate on Friday. Right. People yeah. do it, Josh. I know, yeah. but so few people do it that there had there's become this like this uh, this mania for Halloween. It's like oh, this is our one day a year one where we get this is one day when when no one will give me shit for dressing how I actually want to dress all the time. Right, and it's just like what. How fucking, like, self-pussy-whipped are we as a nation <laughs> to where we're like, oh, my, uh, my, hap- my personal happiness can't comport right. with me just doing what I want. I have to make sure I'm relying yeah. on the judgments of everyone. Uh, uh. Yeah, we, can't, like, we cannot let the nation go down that road. Right. eventually it'll turn into, like, people won't leave the house if their socks don't match. Right. That'll be the... I agree, dude. I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, there shouldn't be a rule, like, okay, you have to wear underwear. Right. Okay? I think that's a safe rule. Right. You got to keep your actual baby-making equipment covered up. Right. Okay? I don't want to see your penis or your vagina, and no one wants to see anyone's actual butthole. (laughs) Okay? So... Like, just other than that, I'm pretty lenient. Like, if you, if it's the fucking middle of winter and you want to wear a Speedo, (laughs) go nuts, dude. And furthermore, like, part of me thinks I would do that if that was what I wanted to. Like, just to be like, fuck this shit, man. Yeah. And then reality clicks in and it's like, hey, bro, remember how this is the third summer in a row you said this was the year of the Polynesian rap? (laughs) <laughs> or whatever yeah it, for me it's just that I'm lazy and I can't sew <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean a couple, yeah, you're fighting a couple forces there right <laughs> but like I maintain that the best part of the day for a man is getting out of the shower and walking around in just your towel yeah it's a pretty... in terms of your interaction with clothing right or you're non-naked when you're covering your body at all. Right. I'm not a big fan of just being naked. Yeah. I don't... Some people are stoked about it. I somehow managed to find women today that would choose to never wear clothing if they didn't have to. <laughs> uh, I'm into that. You know what's really good about that? 
What's really good about chicks that like like to be naked a lot is that you know how mad they are at you by how much clothing they're wearing. Uh, like if they were if they're wearing more. Yeah, like if you're going to bed with her and she's in her jeans and sweatshirt still, <laughs> then you have done something. Right. And you are in trouble. With <laughs> like her normal bedtime garb is just not clothes and she's wearing like three layers of clothes. <laughs> Um, jeez, man. I'd probably do that to people I date. Yeah, I do. Except, like, uh, what I do is, like, uh, I sleep with my back to them. <laughs> and I'm just like. If they've really fucked up, you fart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I had that kind of control over the planning of it. <laughs> That's one thing that dating again has made me realize is that uh, I'm a way gassier person than I thought I was. <laughs> like, uh... You still, you still holding it in? No. I never hold it in. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. That can't be good for you. <laughs> that can't be good for you. I mean... I don't know. I like to let it build up a little. Well, like, I'm because, not trying to push a, it out. it's a bigger payoff when it does go <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like an orgasm. I guess. Hold it back a little bit. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I guess you know what's awesome for me, like what I've what's what I've come to realize is that I'm such a big dude mm-hmm. that like it, it the amount of time sustained boning that it takes to like get all the way there. Is more than I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't just start from zero and continually thrust right. all the way through. I will tire out before I achieve orgasm. <laughs> so, I have to work some, like, breathers in there and shit. You know what I mean? But then it just looks like I'm being, like, really good at, I'm, like, being, like, sexually adventurous. Like, let's switch positions. Right. Or let me go down on you for a second. Like, I'm just being so considerate. Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm like, where's the oxygen come out? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> You're like, oh, hold on. Start pounding Gatorade. Yeah, for real. I gotta get my electrolytes back. Maybe pussy has electrolytes. You got the... You're like, get some of that... That gel shit, like marathon run. Oh, that's what I should use for lube. Use the marathon gel for lube. And then when they go back down there. You're asking to give someone a UTI. (laughs) (laughs) You are asking to give someone a UTI. Oh, dude. The UTI. What you need to do... Go on. Is do what... (laughs) Do what Michael Jordan used to do before games. Have a banana? He would eat, I think it was like three or four hours before a game, he'd eat a giant T-bone steak. So he would have enough protein to like sustain himself through like a three-hour game. or a, Sure. Long yeah, it's 48 minutes of actual time. Yeah. But. Right. It's, it's the most athletic American sport. Basketball? Mm-hmm. Athletic. Soccer? No, no. Soccer might have more endurance. 
but I, I think basketball has more athleticism. A lot of jumping, a lot of agility. <clears throat> yeah, when you're looking at the physical size of the people that are performing the actions, like you're thinking about how fast they're going, what they're doing with their body and those kind of maneuvers. I Trust me, my original response was, what about soccer, bro? <laughs> but then a dude explained My other to me, response is, what about professional <clears throat> wrestling? First of all, it's not a sport. <laughs> Um, it's so oh, opera for yes. dudes. It's not a sport. <laughs> Trust me, man. I've been, I've I've attended my fair share of live wrestling events at the old Spokane Arena and the new Spokane Arena. The new Spokane Coliseum. Yes, the Boone Street Barn. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it. I've been there. <laughs> but it's 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 very athletic. It's very athletic, but it's not a sport. <laughs> You know what I mean? The problem with it being a sport is that, like, if you were allowed to do those things to people in a way where we weren't all working together to not kill each other, those dudes would die all the time. <laughs> like, Owen Hart would not be the outlier. <laughs> and, and it wouldn't have been because of mechanical... Like, he died because some fucking shit went way haywire right. on a stunt coming oh, down. I know. Right. Not everybody does. Right. For the listeners. My brother took three personal days from work because of that. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I buy that, dude. At the time... He's a wrestling fan. At the time that that shit went down, that that phenomenon, I feel like, was peaking. Yeah. At least for young dudes. Uh, or close to. I don't know how it's still going on. There are wrestling fans listening. Jake the Snake Roberts is coming to the Spokane Comedy Club on November 7th. Are you opening for him? No. Oh. Okay. I just, I just want to put that out there. I just want to, just so everybody knows. Hey, everybody, Jake the Snake is coming. I should message Adam and be like, did you do an opener for uh, Jake the Snake? Yeah, shit. That'd be so fun. Might as well. Yeah, dude. I might, even, I might even wear my uh, wrestling outfit. Your singlet? I got you got a singlet? I got a uh, pant... Uh, brief mix, like what's up now? Brief, uh, brief over tights, you know. I got blue tights and a red and red briefs. Oh, okay. Uh, you got a wrestling outfit. I got, got a cape and a headband. Uh, when are you busting <laughs> that out? What's uh, what's the story with that? I got, I got it around. I feel like you're bearing the lead on this. <laughs> like, how'd this come about? Well, when I was in high school, I was gonna be a professional wrestler. Mm. My name was going to be uh, the Cowboy Casey Payne. Ooh, I like it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the Cowboy Casey Payne. Or just Cowboy Casey Payne. Uh, no, gotta have the the. <laughs> the article is very uh, I think Terry Funk already has the Cowboy. Terry, like He's got, already got that. Cool, well, what's he doing? I think he might be dead. Right, so you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're the Cowboy now, Casey. <laughs> That's probably what that episode's called. Right. The Cowboy Casey Strain. You're the cowboy now. Oh, man. I, I feel like I should have gotten into cowboy stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I feel like I could have done... It's not too late, man. No, it's too late, bro. <laughs> it's way, way too late. And I, by that, I mean, like... I don't mean, like, Dodge trucks and 10-gallon hats or 5-gallon hats or what the fuck ever. I mean, like... Like, uh, what's the one where you ride up next to the the little cow and then you jump off the horse and just, like, rub the cow's face in the ground? 
that steer wrestling or whatever? I think you're thinking of steer wrestling, but yeah. you don't rub their face. In Bullshit, the you don't. I watch those dudes. They basically take that animal's head and drop it into the ground. Well, it it's, a twi- it's a okay. twisting motion. Yeah, I get yeah. it. To the ground <laughs> with right. its head. Yeah. I would have been the king of that. <laughs> I would have been the king of that, and it would have worked up all my. Uh, it would have worked out all my like anger yeah. <laughs> and aggression. I've been such a nice kid in high school. They'd be like, "Hey, you know, on the weekend he goes and fucking wrestles cows." <laughs> what? It's not that hard, though. I mean, it's hard. Right. It seems like, like it's three hard. or four hundred pound animals, but right. But there's a technique to it. Yeah. Like, there's a way to do it, mm-hmm. so anyone can do it, pretty much. Right. Yeah, and they have horns, so I imagine if you just... And a lot of the a lot of those steers are, like, uh, basically, like, they just fall over at a certain point. They kind of give up. Oh, I'm sure they do. The new ones fight, but the other ones will just be like, oh, I know what this is, and they just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want to get only those ones, man. <laughs> That'd be so bitching. You get a whole run of those. Like, there's got to be some kid somewhere who's had like six of those in a row, and then one day just, goes out. A fucking badass. Yeah, and goes out, and gets a fresh one, and just gets his butthole torn open, like just a horn in there, <laughs> like the clacker from you know. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Well, those steers, you can actually, like, they're flexible enough that you, they can actually turn their head all the way around, like, if they were... What? Yeah. Like, 180? Yeah. Like, oh, you wow. can, uh, they actually, like, stretch them out so that they don't get hurt. Oh, that's like, fucking cool. And they'll, like... Right, yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I didn't know they were giving them that level of attention. Right. That's, that makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, my previous rodeo experience was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. but it didn't involve wrestling a cow. What was your previous? I went to, I've been to several, but the last one I remember distinctly was going to the one outside of uh, Reardon. There's one that's oh, like a... Mule Days? Is it Mule Days? I think it is, yeah. In Reardon? <laughs> yeah, they had, and they had a big uh, <clears throat> like uh, rodeo out at the Reardon Rodeo Ground. Yeah. And I'm there with my aunt and my two cousins. And she, we're like, she's like, hey, man, you guys want something to eat? And we're like, yeah, okay. So she goes to get some curly fries. And she comes back with like four paper plates laid in a row. Mm-hmm. And there's just what is clearly the basket of french fries. Just had just been over. stuffed full of curly fries and <laughs> left there for six minutes. And then, yeah, just turned over and salted. <laughs> And I probably ate three quarters of it <laughs> because I was just amazed. Yeah. And uh, that was my that's my best finish at a rodeo. <laughs> three quarters of a curly fry log. It's probably, it's probably worth a buckle. <laughs> I mean, I do they give like lesser than first place buckles? Do they have yeah, a third place yeah, buckle? They place, well, they have trophies and then well, the so the grand place winner is the the buckle for like the grand champ. Right, yeah, for each event. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then do they take the... Uh, they might be do ribbons and buckles. It probably depends on the rodeo. But the, We're uh, thinking about what we should do for the stand-up showdown. Should do a buckle. You think we should do a buckle for, sure. for, the, for, the, for a badge. for the big winner? 
for the year-long winter or whatever. Well, what we'd like to do is do like a quarterly winners, mm-hmm. and then have like a annual like top four showdown. Yeah, that's very like these are the orders you're going in. Right. There's a number of rounds already, mm-hmm. and then like. There will be a judgment period. You know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to give away all my secrets because right. this is very complicated stuff right. that other people can't figure out. <laughs> yeah, don't give away the... I don't want to show everybody how the sausage is made. <clears throat> right. Uh, so I learned how to make sausage. And <laughs> I don't understand what the problem is with making, like, seeing sausage be made. It's really not as gross as people think it is. Yeah. Um, if you've yes. ever made a hamburger, <laughs> if you've ever touched ground meat, like a meatloaf, you're, you're, yeah. you're in as deep as any sausage making. The, yeah. the difference is, is that you're getting the meat, the, you didn't cut the meat up into cubes and put it through the grinder. Right. <clears throat> That's the difference. <laughs> now you want to talk mm-hmm. about something like a Braunschweiger or a bologna or something that has like a like a pureed meat like where it's made into like a mousse right and then it's cased and smoked that's kind of gross <laughs> okay cutting meat to the point where it makes a mousse that's gross yeah but it's, like it's cat food right but you know just like grinding beef or pork products and yeah. then putting them into animal casing that's like that's Sounds not gross at all speaking of not gross at all yeah dan anderson has no shirt on ladies and gentlemen right. <clears throat> it's um it's for you guys it's a sight it's a sight Good i sight. imagine that you two look pretty similar shirtless yeah, yeah. i mean like sensual you guys have that uh, that dad bod kind of thing where your where your pecs look pretty broad, tight, broad shoulders, and you can and... see like there's a line down your gut, but you have a gut. But there's Childless a... dad bod of the year right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm working down into my dad bod. I'm coming yeah. from like just a straight. Yeah. Don't go too far with it though. What do you mean? Like, don't get too fit. Right. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Make no, sure yeah, yeah, easy, make, Josh. Make sure women, make sure women still feel comfortable approaching you, and they're not. No, that like, is funny. That's true. I gave my last girlfriend. All right, time to start working out again. Get fit again. Don't get too fit. So I was like, it's not gonna be the fucking problem. Right. Okay? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I'll no, treat someone fucking. <laughs> right. Pretty Don't worry. If I start so. working out, it's just so I can walk it's up. It's gonna that... be a real good problem if I get too fit. That's right. Issue. <laughs> I'm starting to work out so I can get up that third flight of stairs without breathing uh, hard. Yeah. Like one, here, here. no problem. Right. Yeah. Two, a little strain right. in the damn third flight of third stairs. Flight, yeah. Starting to huff. Two, two flights and four stairs. You got to kind of take a break. <laughs> yeah. Have a smoke break. <laughs> it's that three course meal. First course, good. Mm-hmm. But that third course, I'm just sweating. You got to go a little smaller on the courses, bro. Yeah. Mastication. Well, take, I'm, a, I'm a. Take your time. Cleanse your palate. You know, do it. Oh my god. Speaking do. of taking your time and cleansing your palate, I, I had. Socks. I love it. I had the most amazing dining experience the other day. 
Oh, we're talking about Sushiyama? Yeah, dude. So, uh... The boat? Yeah, the boat, dude, went there (laughs) for my year anniversary at work. And, uh, we go in, and some of this might sound racist, and I apologize. (laughs) But, like... This lady came inside us, and as soon as she heard there were four of us, like, it was just Brandy and I, she began the, I don't speak English very well. She's just like, Asian, you get the boat. A- Asian hard sell. She's just like, get the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, everybody, like, I think the thing that white people get most upset about ourselves is that, like, we are, and I don't mean we are all personally, mm-hmm. but, like, as a group, we are pussies. Like, we're not forceful, like, brash out there. Like, that's not the defining characteristic of the, of the white person. We're, like, a little meeker. Like, mm, yeah. I, just, I just don't see us that way. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason we get a little off-put around other people and other ethnicities. Because we're like, oh, these guys are not polite. How come <laughs> everyone's not running everything through everybody? This is... There's just, you guys, there's isn't protocol Isn't there like this. a process? Yeah. You know, like, Someone should send a memo. Like you look at like lines to get the, the post. memo is a white person. Right, thing. exactly. Yeah. Or like the, the letter to the editor. <laughs> or like actually following the line order at the office for the DMV. Right. Like that's, that's just, we're just rule following yeah. meek people. <laughs> and that's cool. It's totally fine. But this lady's like, oh, you want the boat? I was like, well, I don't know. No, you want the boat. And I was like, uh, no, trust me, you want the boat. And I was like, okay, well, we'll wait till they get here and <laughs> we'll see if we want the boat. And, uh, you know, in the end, what I have to say is sometimes it's nice to just go with the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Granted, the boat was more expensive than what we probably would have done on our own. Right. But to just be able to sit back and allow it to happen... To allow the experience to wash over us. To have her be like, oh, you want the boat? And we were like, well, what's on the boat? Can we at least hear what's on the boat? And as soon as she started describing it, I was like, oh, yeah, I did want the boat. I just wanted the boat the whole time. Yeah, well, because, like, that's within any restaurant. They know. If you leave it it to yourself, you're going to get a very similar thing to what you would normally get anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. And like letting that happen, and you like you. <laughs> they have a phrase for it in sushi. It's called the omakase. It's the chef's choice. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like a bunch of rolls and a ton of nigiri pieces, yeah. and it was fucking bomb. And she chose two bottles of sake for the table. And it was a lot, but man, I haven't had fish like. I haven't had a dining experience that good in so long. And what yeah. like really made it extra notable was that we had been to Sushi Maru within the week. <laughs> it was like it's just night two and day. Worlds, yeah. yeah, like Sushi Maru is not a bad place to go. Conveyor belt sushi. Yeah. Especially the smaller the place, like that's a that's where Sushi oh, yeah, Maru is. That's my whole thing. That's my whole problem with it. Right, is that it's huge. So big, yeah. But you know, conveyor belt sushi is fine. You know what you're getting into. You're getting right. like decent. You're getting like medium, lower medium quality, that uh, lower medium, medium price. Right. And that's a fair trade. 
Because and I don't have a conveyor belt. Right. It's kitschy. It's cool. Yeah. You can calculate how much you're spending as you go because yep. the plates are different colors. It's a great place for like a first date or some shit like that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But going and having a several of the same kinds of fish at Sushiyama. Yeah. And just like the some of the flavors are like lighter and cleaner and there's like more like it's like a salt and like sea. I don't know a better way to put it. It's like right. fresh and like the fish, the texture of it, like instead mm-hmm. of it just being mushy, like soft, like it had like actual bite. Right. Like it was firm. Yeah. That was huge, dude. <laughs> like that was it was mind blowing. And then they had like a big fat pile of that pickled ginger though. Yeah. Which I love to abuse to cleanse the palate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that should be way more prominent. You know what I mean? Little pickled ginger everywhere. Yeah. It's great. It's super light. And let's be realistic, you don't always want a sorbet. That's true. Sometimes you want a sorbet. <laughs> you ever had a meal with a sorbet? Yeah. A palate cleansing sorbet? Uh-huh. Did it catch you off guard? Yeah, well, I was like I was 17. Yeah, okay, cool. And, uh, <laughs> my brother took me on a cruise. Okay, wow. It was like, he worked, he's worked for the airlines forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had a discount to go on a cruise. So he was like, he was like, hey, Casey, I'm going to take on this cruise. I'm going to pay for it. Because it was just like dirt cheap for him. Sure. So we went with him and like three of, three, four of his friends. Uh, so I was like 17 when I was cruise. Uh, we drank on it, which was like, they didn't even. They don't care. Yeah, like they international. Yeah, they didn't question it. Uh, but it was celebrity cruises, so the dinners were all like in the dining room. And it was coursed meals. Mm. Like three out of the five nights. Fuck so yeah, like, dude. So it was like sorbet between each course. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. <coughs> I can remember the first time I had it. I was at the Spokane Club. In the restaurant yeah. in the bottom. Yeah. And there was a little kid over there with my parents for some anniversary dinner. And it comes out and I'm like, fucking what, dude? What is this? <laughs> and I was dessert? so stoked. Dessert yeah, already? I it was dessert. <laughs> but it was like, you know how when you're a little kid, shit just needs to be sweet. Yeah. It was like more of a dry palate cleansing kind of a thing. Right. And I remember being so like dumbstruck like the smell sweet it looks like it's gonna be sweet and it yeah. tastes the yeah. this is not rocky road <laughs> <laughs> hey this isn't rocky road i always think about that like, <coughs> the the american buffet like places like corral uh golden corral mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a, a like really really bastardized version of a of a coarse meal. Oh yeah. Because if you wanted to, you could cleanse your palate with soft serve ice cream <laughs> between, all, between all your between your fried chicken and your like roast beef. Right. And oh, your dude, pizza. totally. <laughs> gonna finish a uh, French just, salad for dessert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a swirl uh, soft serve on this to cleanse my palate. I love how Golden Corral sells a little to-go box now, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can, uh, you can get the to-go box, and then you pay, like, a dollar extra, and they'll give you, like, six rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Well, we should talk about the intoxicants. Yeah. I mean... It's a budget week, so... Budget week! Oh, this is... I got... I'm going to talk to you about a new plan. On the air? Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, because the listeners can be involved in this... Okay. They have a thing where we get, can sell tickets to all the drinking debates. That's true. And we get to keep some of those proceeds. Right. As payment for our selling them. Uh-huh. So I think you and I should take our proceeds from that. Whenever we sell, we put it towards... The show. Like, yeah, well... Right. I can do that. I'm on the next one. But we can do it for any of them, whether we're on them or not. I agree. So if you guys want to buy tickets... Buy tickets to Drinking Debate from us personally. But from us personally. And then we'll be able to get... It'll be like you're sponsoring the show. Right. I'll go to the store and and buy weed. And supporting a comedy show at the same time. And you can go to like... You know, to like Lucky Leaf. <laughs> oh, Lucky Leaf. Go to Lucky Leaf downtown, meet Matt George there, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, if you work at a weed business, you get 25% off. Oh, yeah. So, I'll get 25% off, and your donations will go far. Yeah. It won't, it'll be, you it'll know be, what I mean? Yeah. It's like a good, it's like a PBS thing. Yeah, because well, I was thinking about this the other day, um, which was like, you know, it's cool just to smoke weed that I get and I buy off my friends and shit. Right. But it might be fun for these guys on the listening end of it. If we're going to drink whiskey, right. you know what I mean? If we're going to have, like, maybe we can coordinate and you'll be like, okay, we're going to, this is the whiskey's price point and I'll go to the store and I'll spend X amount of money. Right. In a similar vein. Like, right. as opposed to, like, if you spend $10, I don't spend $10, but, like, right. moderate, fair, or high, or whatever. Like, you know, like, right. do it like that. We could have, like, DEF CON levels. Yeah. I mean, however you need to phrase it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, budget. We're drinking Seagram's and Seagram's. just smoking weed. <laughs> we're drinking Seagram's 7. They don't make a non seven. Yeah, they do. No, a Seagram's whiskey, just Seagram's whiskey. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. All right, whatever. I'll trust you because you work in the industry. <laughs> but that makes. I sense. think that the Seagram's is probably above the seven as far as the like price point and. Yeah, I. I w- that's what I mean. Okay, oh. never mind. No, I. <laughs> I really don't remember mm-hmm. it. All right, yeah, Seagram's seven and Canada Dry. Funny story about Canada Dry. Uh, I had a buddy in high school named Adam. And his sister, when she was younger, used to take, they had like a, one of those dollhouse things, like with the little tiny shit and it has all the miniatures. She used to like use the family's VHS camera to like make like little soap opera-y things, right? (laughs) And she had this storyline where the dad was a drunk, but the only beverage in the thing was Canada Dry. (laughs) And she didn't know it wasn't alcoholic. (laughs) Because it said ale on it? Yeah, or something. I don't know, dude. But, like, we used to sit there and laugh our asses off at these videos that she had made. And she's like, I drank too much Canada Dry. I can't. I don't love you anymore, Becky. It's like, clean your room or I'll throw this bottle of Canada Dry at you. <laughs> right? 
Um, well, you got, you want to talk about stuff we're doing? Sure. I got uh, some shows. I got a couple shows. Um, this Wednesday, October 19th, I'll be hosting the uh, LOL Wednesdays. Okay. At the Bartlett. We've got uh, Mr. Josh Tiford, Folger Emerson, and Mika Laman this this month. I think I got. I think that's right. Sounds right. Yeah, I'm sure Jared Munson will probably make an appearance. He <clears throat> will not be there. He might. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, he he told me he wouldn't. Yeah. Well, he's lying. Oh, really? No. Dude, I don't know. I'm. I. You know. Uh, as always, for any show, there's a, always an opportunity for a guest spot. Yeah, just so uh, everybody knows the way guest spots work, yeah. or you show up to the show. Yeah. Just go be supportive. Yeah. Like that's what you're missing is you just go be supportive. Right. And then maybe you get you some time. Yeah. It's the best way to get a little taste, get your foot in the door on like. <laughs> doing more shows outside of open mics. Get a little taste. Yeah, get a little taste of it. Get a little taste. Feel of it. for it. Put your toes in the water. Uh, and then I'll be, I'll be a part of the uh, com the real horror comedy edition. Uh, at this Ellis Supper Club, for Ellis Event Theater. Supper on, Club. Uh, it's on Sprague, across from the Fox Theater. Uh, I'll be in that. Danny's in that. Tom Meisford, Greg Beachler, uh, Mika Laman, Missy Nair. A lot of a lot of people. Missy Nair. It's exciting. <clears throat> that's at eight o'clock this Friday, the twenty first. Uh, and then I will be hosting at the Spokane Comedy Club uh, November third through the sixth. So that's a Thursday. Through a Sunday. Thursday through Saturday, the headliner is Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. He's a funny dude. He's on. Uh, he's got a Netflix special. He sure does. And then Sunday night, headliner is Corey McAllis, who's Aww. a teacher slash, slash funny dude. Aw, Corey McAllis. <clears throat> and i got some other stuff further out of it all. It's pretty far out. He'll brief you on it as he gets closer. Yeah. Oh, and come to Gafar yourself every Thursday. That time. We've had a light attendance to that lately. Mm-hmm. Pretty light for locally produced shows has been my my uh, ass, ass, kind of acid. For, kind of for the last month. Yeah. Feels like yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty low turnout. Um, comics and audience members. Right. Uh, Sorry, I haven't made it out to the showdown. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> You're still on the bump list, so next time you show up, you're in for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you yeah. got going on, Josh? Oh, uh, you know, just following you on Twitter at, at Casey <laughs> underscore strain. Um, and on Instagram at Casey underscore strain. Uh-huh. And uh, I, tomorrow... Well, we're recording this, but today, when it's released, it'll be today. Yeah. I'm going to be on the Doubt Show. The Doubt Show. With J.R. Berard and Susan Jones. And that'll be interesting because that J.R. and Tyler and I all went to college together. Oh. 
And I think JR is one of the dudes that uh, influenced Tyler to do it, and Tyler's one of the dudes that influenced me to do it. To do college? Yeah, to do college, because <laughs> we were all best friends before this. Um, and this will be the first time I get to meet Susan in a one-on-one, so that's exciting, because cool. she's a good person to know from what I hear. Yeah. That's tonight at 8. Uh, if you want tickets to that, get a hold of me before the show. Uh, then, the Wednesday the 19th, I'll be at LOL Wednesdays at the Bartlett. Uh, uh, uh. Whoop, 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 with Folger Emerson and Mika Lawman. And I think, uh, Casey Strain's hosting. I will be hosting. Okay, then my information is correct. <laughs> as far as I know, I'm the regular host. That's what I heard. Until... Until something changes. Yeah. Um... And then... November 9th, I think it is, is the next drinking debate. Um, no. Early November. Time, yeah, it's like the second or third week. Well, no, it's like earlier than that. Right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Coming up there, uh, Harry can't do it because he's lame, so we're replacing him with a funnier black dude. And that's Greg Beachler. Oh. So it's Steve Johnson and Greg Beachler and I. Really excited for this iteration of Team Human Garbage. Harry tried to kiss ass by nominating me for the Drink and Debate Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Which I think we all saw right through. I made no comment on it. Right, no one did. I didn't want to legitimize it with a Right, exactly. With the exactly. Um, Why was he kissing ass? Because he can't be on our team for the next one. Because he's a jerk. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess you already talked about this. Yeah, Dan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and that's about it in terms of the super near future. Um, Who's going to be on your team, though? Steve Johnson and Greg Beachler. Beach. He's good. And then, you know, the every Tuesday is the stand-up showdown at the Observatory at 8. Yeah. Sign-ups are at 7.30. You get a free drink. And we've had not large and not even that intensely of spirit, like that intensely spirited, but the audiences have not left. Like the people that came in the beginning and sat up front stayed there the whole time. (laughs) Almost as if they were embarrassed to leave. But whatever keeps them there. Um, So that's all that. Um, oh, fudge. There is one thing I do want to bring up before we uh, get out here, which is that we had something happen. Oh, boy. On Twitter. Oh, boy. That I was frankly a little surprised about, but I'm super stoked. And that is this dude, Nick, reached out to us. And said, hey, just want to send out some appreciation for the podcast. Between local comedy coverage, variety of libations, and grow-up nerdery, I can't not listen. Oh, that's nice. There's a real charm to putting out recordings, or to putting the recordings on without any of the flourishes. You know, it's just started when you hit play, and then it's done when it's done. He goes on to talk really about how he that. remembers that we talked about dressing the podcast up a little bit. Yeah. And he told us to make sure that we reach out to our fan base if we ever needed help with that. Um, so 
Yeah, I What's mean, his name? Well, Nick. Nick, I can't get to it right now, but because we're on the phone. But uh, you know, like I, think uh, I might know which Nick it is. You yeah. never know. If it's the one I'm thinking of, he's a cool dude. That'd be sweet. And so you know, obviously, if anybody has spare time, obviously <laughs> we would love you to give some of it to us. But you know, this is just how life is. We're right. not that worried about it. <laughs> one of our whole, one of our whole major tenants in doing this project from the beginning is that like. Well, we don't want it to just... We're not setting out to do shitty. Right. We're also not setting out to, like, make this what we do for a living. Right. You know what I mean? There's there's a really... We've acknowledged what this is exactly from right. the beginning. <laughs> this is a hobby. It's a little fun thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. Spending just, just a little bit of money a year on Like, we're mm-hmm. not really... Like, we'd be doing this almost exactly anyway. Right. It's really... It's to save... The rest of our friends from listening to us talk about... Right. Inviting them over. Nerdy shit that we talk about. Yeah. Um, So anyway, thank you to the Nick guy. And then if anybody... If you have questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at uh, weedandwhiskeyspokane at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at weedandwhiskey1 because at weedandwhiskey is still taken. And um, leave a comment on the website... There's a donation button on the website, which I think works. But if you want to prove me right or wrong, give it a try. Uh, that's, I mean, that's all I got. Dan, you got some? Oh, I know. I'm sure you guys covered the old real horror. We did. But it's going to be real scary. Yeah. Real Silly scary. It's going to be so scary. It'll, it'll hurt. Listen to your butt brain and come watch it. Yep. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> and clear. <laughs>